In this episode of the Half Nerd, we talk about small, small. <laughs> oh my god, there that was go. like a was that like a Pittsburgh accent that just came small. out? Small. I don't know, but it was a that was a mistake. Jersey. Wow. <laughs> what happened there? That was embarrassing. Hey, you know, I don't, think, at least I don't think we've ever had that happen in the history of the show. Period. <laughs> at least, <laughs> it's like uh, that's, at least that was classic Gordon intro through. fashion of of messing it up. All right, <laughs> here we go. <laughs> small. <laughs> I don't know what that was. All right, here we go. You got me laughing. No. Hold on. Give me a second. I'll call you. All right. All right. right. Good morning, everybody. Here we go. In this episode of The Half Nerd, we talk about small form factor and our love for it. Uh, what else? Subscriptions. <laughs> Subscriptions. Subscriptions. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> oh, man. This is why it's a half nerd. <laughs> I know, right? <clears throat> All right, here we go. Here we go. In this episode of The Half Nerd, we talk about small form factor and our love for it, uh, subscriptions and our maybe love for it, and we answer your questions live. Uh, welcome to this episode of the Half Nerd. Uh, th- this is this is your 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 step in co host Adam Patrick Murray with uh, with uh, other co host of the Half Nerd Elena Yi. What's what's going on? Hello, Elena? everybody. Uh, you know it. Oh crap! And I hit the wrong button. Uh, okay. <laughs> oh geez, this is really hard to do both at the same time. <laughs> this is this is why I like to be behind the scenes uh, doing stuff, but. Yeah, we're we're already off to a fun start. Uh, yeah, if you couldn't tell, this is just this is just a half nerd. We haven't done one of these since uh, I think I looked back and it was uh, July seventeenth of twenty twenty. Uh, it's been a while, so yeah. Uh, Elena, are are you excited to to just do a, a half nerd? It's been a bit. You know, honestly, when you asked me if I wanted to do one, I was like, oh, so we're just going to talk about Star Trek the motion picture again because I'm <laughs> down for that. It's I been mean, a while. Could, you know, it's been it, long enough. I it, can do it. Yeah, it's been long enough. There, there's been that re-release, right? Uh, I did not pick up the the right, 4K they Blu-ray version. It again? Didn't they have? Yeah, what wasn't that new since 2020? Maybe uh, I, I don't remember. remember what I bought in the pandemic anymore. <laughs> I know, right? Yeah, it's it's been a while, uh, but luckily, you know, we can still do the the show from home. Uh, if if you're wondering, both Brad and Gordon are off today, so you know the 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 mice are let out to play. That, that's for sure. Hopefully, hopefully, maybe BB or Splat will make a a nice little appearance too. Uh, but no promises. BB is hungry. It's about ten minutes from her feeding time, and I, I did oh. that. I did that intentionally so that maybe she uh, <laughs> hops on here. Uh, <laughs> the animal I, cruelty. <laughs> you know, I mean, she would say so, but she she's been saying that for years. So, uh, yeah. But I I, uh, I I was saying this in the pre-show, and the, this will lead us into the the first uh, discussion is our, our love for fo- small form factor PCs. And I'll say before I get into it. Uh, I don't think anybody's love for small form factor PCs uh, can be eclipsed by uh, BB's love for small form factor PCs. Uh, I don't know if you saw the video of me talking about three months of using a small form factor PC, but BB, the, oh, she loves, this is my Lian Lee uh, Q58, or Lian Lee Q58 system uh, sitting over here, and this thing gets toasty. It it uh, vents a lot of hot air in the top, and she just, every once in a while, I'll... I'll uh, I have afterburning afterburner running in the corner, and I'm, I watch my temps, and I'm like, 
wait, why are my temperatures rising so much? And then I look down and she's just loafing on top of it. And she's like, ah, yeah, this is great. <laughs> <laughs> it is, uh, well, I feel like, is this a case where she specifically loves small form factor or it's that she happens to love that small form factor case because of the way it bends? True, true. I actually, um, uh, uh, Falcon Northwest has sent, oh, you, you can't see it over here. Maybe if I go, uh, go wider, uh, Falcon Northwest has sent me a, uh, oh. uh, their, their new revised Tiki, uh, which, which I'm trying out. And, uh, yeah, that, that one is not as easy for BB to perch on. She, she did try to do it, uh, as oh, I was running shoot. a couple benchmarks, she did try to do it, but it's, it's a little thinner. I'm, that's going to reflect in my review, uh, it's, you know, it's, it's she, not just, she doesn't drape herself titties. over it. I have a friend with a cat who will like find like the banister, like that ledge. And because it doesn't fit like as a loaf, it'll just like drape itself over. <laughs> There's only one time that BB used to do that. And it was uh, years and years ago when she was younger. I, I had a, an office chair that was kind of like real padded and rounded at the top. And she mm. would like, uh, I, I have a picture of it. It's pretty cute. I should put it in the Discord chat. She just like kind of, yeah drapes over and her arms just dangle but that's the only time she uh has ever done that uh liquid r makes a good point i should i should make a bb riser uh so that she can enjoy the warmth and the pc can still breathe uh i, I wish i was handy we talk about this in discord i, I wish i was handy enough to to make it's something actually like not that difficult no? just like i think a couple of people maybe at least one have done it in the small form factor subreddit and so i think it's basically you just get like a piece of uh, scrap wood and then you just screw in like legs onto it and you put that on top of the top of your PC mm. and then obviously if you wanted to secure that you could um, or at least put some like rubber feet on that so it doesn't slide hmm. but it's it's really cute yeah. like, he's, he's like well now I've got uh, I've got like a little bit like two three inches in there for some uh, actual venting space. The cat's still pretty happy. Uh, also, uh, BB has, has found that there's warmth emanating from the sound bar underneath my TV. So for some reason, she lo she loves to just hop up on the sound bar uh, while I'm in the middle of playing something or watching something. It's like, come on, like, down down in the front row. It's like, I literally can't do what I'm I'm doing <laughs> with you sitting there. Hope you're not playing a shooter. And, and she and yeah, and she just looks at me just like what. What do you want from me? <laughs> so, yeah, that's, that's how she does it. Code yeah. speak for cat talk. Yeah. Any, anyway. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We're talking about small form factors. I, you know, <laughs> Elena, I don't think we've we've uh, been able to chat too much. Uh, you know, now now that I'm in the the small form factor. Yeah. Camp, uh, you know, it's been I, quite the transformation. What I, I built it in November. Is that when uh, when the build was? Um, and then yeah, I, I did like, like a. Was... Yeah. I think it was November. Um, Oh, yeah, so nice. you know, I originally did this the system. It's a Lean the Q58 with a a Corsair H100i Elite, it's the one with the screen on the on the uh, on the, uh, the the CPU cover or where the pump is. Uh, water block. Water block. Yeah. Uh, the it's it's got a 5600x, and originally I had started with a 3070, but then in my testing I threw in a 3080 in there just to see how how hot I could get it in there and how well it could cool. I actually have done quite a few upgrades since even my three month update. Uh, I did end up adding the RGB scripts, uh, strips 
to, oh. uh, to, to the, yeah, like there's mountable areas on the top and bottom for R- RGB strips. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it, you know what? It, it does add a pretty nice little glow uh, to you it. Know, there, was a, there, there would not be a reason that RGB caught on so like fast and firm if people didn't like it. I, I, you know what? Yeah. And I was like, you know, what? I don't need it. I don't need it. And then I was like, you know what? I should, you know, for science, I'm going to buy it and, and install it, see what it looks like. And then I was like, okay, this is actually pretty nice. Uh, yeah. So I did that. And also I bought the, uh, I bought the, 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 the second patch of, um, I'm sorry, uh, second, um, I, my, my words are not coming out today. Uh, you can buy separate, uh, vented, sides to replace the the glass parts so that all oh, four so that way you can be are, like just full mesh essentially mesh yeah that, that's the word i'm thinking of thank you uh and so i did buy that i did some some quick testing uh once again i'm, I'm going to do probably like a six month follow-up or something and kind of include these other modifications i've done but i was surprised the the ad, adding uh the two other mesh panels like maybe a degree in in I mean, that makes sense because you're basically doing like a chimney exhaust, right? So you're going from like cooler bottom going straight out the top. So it's not going to matter as much. Yeah, yeah. Well, I don't know. You know, a lot of people were yelling when I was doing the build. Like, oh, yeah, you know, how should you do the configuration and whatnot? You know, yeah. Gordon. People always have opinions. I know, right? Yeah. Well, and Gordon was like, oh, you should put the glass part on the bottom so that you could see the, the screen better. Which, oh, man, I wish I had it plugged in. But really, on the screen, all I live, leave is BB's face. And anytime I look over and just BB's just looking at me, I mean, she's doing that anyway, but, uh, it is really fun. It is really fun to have BB's face just constantly on that thing. Uh, but you know, I, you can, you can see it clear enough with the mesh panel. Uh, yes, granted the, having the the glass panel would make it uh, clearer, but also it it was, I think it would choke the the power supply. I, I should, I should test that, but I did swap out to a different power supply which afforded me room to put a fan in the bottom because I was like, oh, okay, well, since it is that that chimney design, uh, having that extra uh, intake and then airflow from bottom to top uh, should help. Uh, but surprisingly, that didn't help a ton either. I was how big is the fan? Uh, it was a it was a slim one twenty. It was from Silverstone. Mm-hmm. He sent it over with the with the new power supply. So. Yeah, I was, but it did add or, more RGB. Uh, so. <laughs> I mean that's really the point of it all, right? You know, I I I didn't ask for an RG, RGB version. I wasn't planning on it, but that, that's what that's what I Tony mean, sent over. So Tony's gonna <laughs> know you, what the people want, so <laughs> right. Uh, but honestly, and the thing I'm excited to talk to you about today because I, I I feel like I, I'm shouting about it from the rooftops uh, all, all the past couple of weeks, and something that Gordon is very wrong about uh, oh, is undervolting. Here we go. The, the the most major thing I've done go. to improve thermals in this machine has been to undervolt the GPU. Uh, I even stuck a 3080 Ti in here <laughs> and undervolted it and still got better than stock temps on the 3070. Uh, like, like oh my goodness, undervolting like just makes such a huge difference. I, it's it's crazy. I, I that, that's why I had commissioned Keith uh, to to do a uh, how to undervolt video. And I literally used his his script. We, we went back and forth for like months and months on it because I was like trying to use his script to, to learn how to do it. And finally, like I got to a point where I was like, okay, I, I feel like 
now I know how to do it from just looking at your script. Let's go ahead and make the video. Uh, That's great. So, You're the guinea pig for it. I, really? Because I, I, you know, I'd always heard about undervolting, but I, I just never, I never tried it. It always sounds so foreign to me. Always so weird. Uh, but yeah, now now I, I feel like just that person who's just like, oh, undervolting, dude. That's that's the hot new game. Like every single GPU I have now, I'm just like, ooh, I should undervolt it. I should undervolt it, and it's just like real fun to do. And man, it it really really improves temperatures. It's yeah, it's nuts. And then anyway, so last week when we were shooting with Gordon. I was talking about undervolting with Gordon, and he was just like, what? That's stupid. Get it out of here with this stupid hippie stuff. Are you trying to tell me you'd rather have a Corolla than a than a you know, Lamborghini? Yeah, I know, That's right? Yeah, it. And I'm like, no, dude, what if I could tell you your Lamborghini could go just as fast as it did, but used less gas doing it. You know, he's like, no, that's not fun. You want to be able to just burn up as much gas as you, and I was just I mean, like... because you're talking about, but see, you're talking to him about Lambos, and he's talking about, like, drag racing cars, where, like, they're not in it for fuel efficiency, <laughs> or well, even know, air and, drag and efficiency. A, every time I kept talking about it, and, and Wills is there, I know Wills is in the chat, he, he can back me up on this, he, he was just like, he's like, why do you want less performance? And I'm like, no, 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 Under, like, that's not what undervolting is. Undervolting is either getting the same performance, but lower thermals, or getting more performance with lower thermals. Like, like what part do you not get? <laughs> you, you're not losing any performance. You're just getting it more efficient. I think yeah. when he, I'm guessing when he hears like uh, undervolt, he hears underclocking. Yes, yeah, like, I, I think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, uh, yeah, it's not, not, not the same thing. Not the same thing. No. Uh, but yeah, I. Oh man, I just, I feel like, I feel like I want to tell everybody about undervolting. Like it's, yeah, it's, it's so. Fun. I can see where he's coming from though, because for a while that was a, a little bit of a thing where people would encourage to actually like drop the clocks a bit, so that way, like laptops too. Like I think people would do this for laptops uh, more often than desktops, where you would drop the clocks a little bit to reduce thermals so that you you know overall increase performance so because that you wouldn't end up you know, like thermal throttling but i don't think he understands that it's a little different what you're talking about yeah yeah right well and i, I could even see that yeah with with laptop stuff for sure I've, I've i haven't done it but yeah i mean keith keith uh he he's like oh yeah my home system i have the the C cpu and gpu undervolted my laptop i have undervolted like he just undervolts everything and at first i was just like that's silly dude now i'm like yeah yeah how do i undervolt the steam deck dang it and the thing is too is that like undervolting sometimes can result in a small performance drop like a small one but if you're getting some kind of material benefit from that it could still be worth it to that person but you know how gordon is if you if you mention any drop in performance he's like why would you do that well but that's that's the fun part like i, I don't know like i always felt like you buy you buy a gpu and you just, it, it is what it is, right? Maybe you get the uh, a founder's edition or a reference card from AMD or something, and you know it is what it is, or, or you you pay you know s some more money and get uh, a GPU that has has higher clocks and a bigger you know cooling fan or whatever, uh, a third party AIB or something. Like I always felt like when you buy it, that's what you get, right? <clears throat> Excuse me, but now now that I understand how to how to undervolt, uh, like. 
you, you actually can sit there and fine tune the performance. Uh, yeah, wh- whether you want to match, you know, clocks or try to exceed them or try to pull back thermals, like, like it feels cool to just be like, oh, wow, to a certain degree, I'm now in control of what my piece of hardware can do. And yeah. I know this is probably not news to everybody, but for some reason, like for me, like I, I never felt like I, I had that <laughs> ability before. And now I do. <laughs> uh, and it's 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 fun. Uh, so, yeah, I, 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 should, I definitely everyone should check out Keith's video. Uh, let me know what you, th- what you think. It's it's fun. Um, but, yeah, I, I, I did notice we have a, a super chat from a friend of the show. Rise Beyond Fate. Uh, Four ninety nine. Yeah, right. It says, uh, my, my first small form factor was in the Thermaltake Core V1. Next was the N-Case oh. M1, and I'm currently in the Meshalicious. That's weird to say. Uh, I think I have a problem. And you know what? I, no, I think I'm, thinking I'm right there with you. <laughs> it's not a problem. I refuse it's to believe a it's a problem. Well, and here's the other thing. It's like, and we were talking about this when, when we kind of talked about, oh, should we talk about ATX? I think we're both in the in the camp of like, hey, there is definitely a reason for ATX and being ha- being able to have a case, you know, that has room for a ton of stuff and have a motherboard that has full ATX uh, support. Mm. But if I were just gaming and I didn't need a work PC, you know, the in in the configure configuration I had, I I don't know why I wouldn't go small form factor. Like, I mean, cost. I mean yeah, I, I guess cost, yeah. <laughs> cost uh like your location so we happen to live in a more temperate climate right but if you live somewhere super hot it's gonna be a little more difficult to keep your temperatures down like in the Mm -hmm. summer um you know if you ever need to expand or like say you have like big hands with like thick fingers and it's really hard for you to get into tight spots you know honestly this is one of the things i wanted to talk about today about small form factor i feel like just looking at the chat most everybody is on board with what we're talking about because uh, I think that in general, the current, I don't want to say trend, but I would say the current zeitgeist is that people are embracing small form factor, are seeing it from your perspective. But I think there are still some people who kind of see it from the older perspective, right? Where they remember cases that were not easy to build in. So I always kind of love small form factor even like 10 years ago, but I have an advantage over some people, which is that I have smaller hands with thinner Mm -hmm. fingers. So I can get my hands in places that some people can't, or I can get like, I can reach that one spot that they have trouble getting to. And that can make them, as I was saying before, like certain things can make a material difference in your experience. Right. So like if you just want to build and you're like, man, F like F this, like if I just go even with micro ATX, <laughs> I don't have to spend nearly as much time trying to get this built or like servicing it later or replacing parts. And it's also cheaper to go that route. So why would I bother with small, small form factor? Y'all crazy. Like, I think we we're taking for granted in some ways, you and I, I'm not taking for granted, but we're, we're benefiting from the fact that large manufacturers are turning their attention to this space and like now putting out stuff that makes it so much easier. Um, I'm, but I'm a little bit delayed with one case I want to do. I'm actually filming, I think this week with it finally, but the, uh, Leon Lee, a four HTO Dan case is, Oh man, I love that case so much. I, I have had more frustrating ATX builds. (laughs) I got, I got that thing up and running so fast. It was ridiculous. And there's like these small thoughtful things where I'm like, Oh, 
that's really nice. That takes away so much of like the mental like hassle. Like if I'd had larger hands or like not as much dexterity, this would be a really great, even even better feature, like something I could appreciate even more. Mm-hmm. And I feel like with that, like Meshalicious, where they're like, hey, like you can move around the plate a little bit here or the mounting bracket for the motherboard. So you can get a little bit more space if you need it. You can, <clears throat> excuse me. Again, more space in this uh, part of the chamber or this cham- part of the chamber instead. You can fit an ATX, like an actual ATX power supply in here, which means you don't have to spend as much money actually building small form factor. So there's a lot of stuff going into it now that makes it easier. Um, uh, power supplies with like more appropriate lengths of cables, you know, things like that, making it easier to actually get your hands on custom length cables. You're still going to spend money on it. But it's not as hard before, right, like, right. like 15, 20 years ago. Like, I remember when I when I was building computers, like when I first started building, like people who had like the fancy looking stuff, like those are the people that sit there and would like actually like individually like sleeve like cables. Right. That's how they actually got those. Like, that's, that's why braided cables lights. were yeah. always just like, ooh, like for me, it's like <laughs> looking at it, it's still a little bit like, oh, and now I can just go to cable mod and it's like, you know what? I'll take five, four of those. Thanks. <laughs> right. Length. Yeah, no, I, I need to do that w- with this one too. But yeah, I, and I, I think overall it's like, and this is obviously my first one. <laughs> so, you know, I did, I'm, it's a sample size of one. Right. Uh, but I think I was surprised building in this. I, I've said that before of like having the design of the, the motherboard on the, in the PSU on one side and then the, the GPU on the other, and then it's easy to pop out the the uh, AIO. Uh, like it didn't feel cramped for me in this case to to build in, and and that felt pretty good. Uh, so yeah, I, I I feel pretty good about dexterity kind of thing. But also like I feel myself like like n- never before with a PC build did I feel like I'm sitting there like changing something or like twiddling something or like just like tuning like like yeah a, it feels you know, like tinkering yeah like that person like going tinkering. out to it you know with Gordon's analogy that person going out to their their hot rod in their garage and just you know just I don't know tinkering yeah. with something in the engine right it's like oh man you know what what if I what if I did this for a fan curve or what I what if I did this with an yeah. undervolt what if I put the the mesh side panels on it what if I added a, a fan in here what if I you know re- reverse the the, the flow There's or something more pressure on you to pay attention to things like thermals and other things like that so heat um you know overall performance so it is going to encourage you to look into that right well and and i think to your point you know when when i build in full uh full atx cases it's it, it's almost been like eh, I don't I don't have to worry about thermals too much you know because it is by design better thermally than a small form factor, but now that it, it's forced me to think about it, now I can take those other principles back to the the full ATX cases as well. Like I feel like I almost just like was like lazy about it, and and now I'm thinking I mean, you about can it. be that's that's I, that's I the benefit of right. building in a mid tower ATX case. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But now I'm like oh okay hmm interesting I you know. I can apply some of these these other things to it, but yeah, it's fun. I, I did have uh, another super chat from from friend of the show, VC Jester, gives five dollars. Thank you so much. Said uh, since you wear headphones, uh, you may not notice the difference, but did adding the mesh allow for slower fan speeds? Uh, I will say when it, it's about half and half. When I'm in the living room, sometimes I, I'm I'm wearing headphones, sometimes I'm not. But uh, but to your point, 
when I do wear headphones, uh, I'm almost always using open back headphones. I, I, I always prefer open back headphones. So like I, I would still hear the noise and yeah, that, that's the, the only thing that I, I feel like, I feel like I'm definitely prioritizing heat. And so I haven't messed around too much with fan curves. Like I, I usually keep things, I'm okay letting the, the noise be higher as long as I'm, I'm cooling it properly. But really, when I look at it, I mean, and and testing, you know, I, I actually threw in a. Now I have a 3080 Ti in here just to see like how much I can stress it, uh, and yeah, like like I feel like the temperatures are like not bad at all. So I think that's my next step then is to get into fan curves and understanding like how how much yeah. how much actual like fan noise that I need to worry about. Uh, but no, to 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 VC gesture question, adding the mesh did not necessarily allow me for slower fan speeds by default. Maybe if I test around with it again and keep tinkering, uh, that'll help. But yeah, I, I need to, need to keep playing with it. I, that's, that's why I love it. Like I said, I'm, I'm a convert. I, yeah. man, I'm so late to the party. <laughs> so I, I want to rewind just a little bit yeah. on something you said where you're like, Oh, I didn't find like dexterity to be an issue in the Q58. And that actually just proved my point. Right. Because what you've got there is something where like the panels come off, like it hinges really cleanly. You've got a uh, sandwich design. So like each, like each half of the chamber is really accessible. Like back in the day, I'm not even that, I don't even go that far back, but like back in the day, like what you would get is like a box like this big, right? And you just got like a frame to it and you just have to work with that. So if this, like nothing moved. So if like you couldn't get into this one spot, you had to figure out how to get to that spot. Like you had to sit there and think like, okay, if I put the motherboard in first, what's that going to block access to? Do I need to put the power, like, do I need to connect the power cables now and start routing them? Mm -hmm. Like you'd have to really sit down and like plan your mode of attack. You know what I mean? And then there's a lot of like, oh, okay i gotta pull this out now because i there is no way i'm going to be able to you know attach the eight pin connector now like there's just no way so there's stuff like that there's a lot of like like i i'm not super experienced with small form factor because i couldn't i couldn't afford to do a lot of it mm. so i'm sure like you know the more experienced builders are like yeah they just kind of see and it's like the matrix they're just like okay i just <laughs> i know exactly what needs to happen when but when you're figuring that out it can be super it was super frustrating and now it's like you just go you know, I can just like pull that out because they made they made that screwable, not like riveted. So I can just go, okay, like you know what? It's okay. I don't have to spend like another like, half hour like completely redoing this. I can just pull this out. I have a ten minute delay instead of like a thirty minute delay. It's so nice. It's so nice. I love yeah, it so much. It, it makes me wonder because my initial my initial build last November was going to be an NR two hundred, which is small form factor, but it's still that traditional layout it's not the the sandwich layout as as you called it but then I, I pivoted and and went with this one and i wonder how my experience would have been different because obviously that one has more space in it so I'm, I'm not saying it's like it would be like super bad. hard to build in but like that that one's more of the traditional layout of it's a, still not of bad because space. also like the there's other like small improvements that all cases have experienced since what 20 was last was the last my it's like my first small form factor build was like 2010 2011 mm -hmm. so like now we've got a lot more toolless type attachments right so things come on and off a lot easier you don't have to worry about screws a lot of times you can just be like like to get like the peg in and you're just uh, done got it, yeah. it's like little there's like little material things that all add up to make it a lot less stressful 
a lot easier. And what I love about small form factor now is that we're seeing so much variety in the style of cases. Like to somebody who doesn't do small form factor, maybe it won't seem like it, but to me, it feels like there's a lot of variety, right? So now you've got some, there's some like, you know, vertically oriented that are obviously designed to be vertically oriented. You've got some that are clearly like the more traditional, like shoebox style. I think Thermaltake is still making their cube style ones. I think Silverstone still has like, like some cube style ones as well. Um, some now take ATX power supplies. Uh, some allow you to change positions of where like different things go in the case. There's just, it's just so flexible. It's wonderful. And for most people who live in a temperate climate, who aren't going to be um, doing much more than adding just a single graphics card in there, like in a mini ITX board is fine. So if you have the money and you just really want to save on space, it can be a really beautiful, like almost kind of a piece of decor. You know what I mean? Because <laughs> right? I feel like, because yeah. I feel like oh, when yeah. you've got, I mean, don't get me wrong. There are still beautiful builds. I mean, we're in this because we love it, right? Yeah. There are beautiful builds that you can do in full, like full ATX cases, mid tower, like so full tower, mid tower, even mini tower that are larger. But I'm staring at my Corsair, I think it's 220T. It's like, I can't even put my hands on the screen here. I think it goes beyond, right? Like <laughs> it takes up a fair amount of space. So it just looks like this gigantic block on my desk. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I could, I could decorate it, but it's still going to take that much space. Whereas your Q58 can go, like, go anywhere. Yeah, it's so small. I mean, like I would say, if if there is one thing that I, else I've been looking at is is just yeah, like like different designs because this still, I mean, at the end of the day, is a a, uh, a rectangle, right? Uh, which I mean, it's a smaller rectangle than <laughs> than the, uh, the 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 full size ATX cases. But one of them that's been catching my eye that I kind of want to do a build in, and I and I told Lindsay because I was like, yeah, this is like a, a showpiece. I mean, we we could have this out, and it's not even. Doesn't even look like a PC, right? I like how you're already trying to sell it to her. Well, because like it's, it's in a the living room. Piece. Yeah, yeah, you it's know, showpiece, <laughs> conversation starter. Yeah, yeah. Uh, For all that company you were having over know, <laughs> right, right now. Yeah, pandemic. Uh, yeah. I mean, that's the other thing too. I'm like tinkering like the wires in here. I'm like, oh yeah, I want to hide the wires better, you know, make it so that you, you can't really see them. I'm just like, nobody's seeing it except for me, but you know, at least I feel well, good about it. Well, that one's different because yeah. if you have to stare at it all the time, it's <laughs> like, it's like people who are disturbed by like clutter. Like sometimes you just have to straighten <laughs> things out for your own like mental peace. Oh, true. Oh, true. But yeah, uh, I, I, I saw the video on, um, Oh no! Who who was the the guy that I that I saw? Oh, uh, Optimum Tech. It's the uh, X Proto case that has a. It's just like an open design. Oh yeah, I think uh, I saw Liquid R in chat oh, asking about it. Man, you oh. like that open case look? You know, I I, I I've never had one. I, I like the look uh, for sure. I, uh, so yeah, like like I don't know. Just especially that's like the other level too. Is like it. That's less about the heat. That's more about just pure aesthetics and getting it to look like the absolute coolest. And I think like for me, like if, you know, I mean, whatever, I'm surrounded by PCs all the time. I still think it's cool looking, but also I feel like if somebody came over that, that 
didn't know much about PCs, they would look at that and be like, what the hell is that thing? Like, so it's for education. Like, you know, <laughs> you're, trying, you're trying to spread word to the masses. I right? see. Like, hey, you know, PCs don't just you have see to be the light little boxes. And how you want others to see the light, too. Yeah. Or or Macs, you know, the, imagine trying to get your Mac to, to look like that. But <laughs> yeah, no, that, hey, that, that one's I've, I've had my on for, for a while. I'll be interested to see what you do with it if you get if you get one in because i actually do not like open cases so i mean it makes I, sense. I feel like that's kind yeah. of a travesty to say openly among this group but outside if i were to use one for a test bench i think i'm just too practical by nature and every time i look at this my i cannot it's almost like you know how sometimes like in like uh, cartoons and stuff they have they show you that like overlay with what the person's really seeing and so mm-hmm. for like most people like they would i have to concentrate to see it the way you see it which is like oh like this is a great showpiece for you know all this hardware and if i concentrate really hard i can see that but when i actually look at it all i can see in vision is just like the layer of like pet fur <laughs> and lint and dust right. that would like get on all the components and there's this part of me that hates the idea of my electronics being exposed that way to it and so i'm just like no I can't. I'm sorry. Like, I can't do it. I just, and then, like, the idea of splat just like going out to it and being like, "Mm, I'm just going to rub some more fur right in my cat dander, like, right up on that. Like, no, thank you. I don't even, I don't even want to, I don't even want to think what BB would, would try to do with that. I mean, luckily, it's the one I'm looking at, the X Proto one is like vertical. So there's like, I mean, and the, the top is maybe like that big. So like she couldn't even, well, she would try. She would try to probably get on top of it. But the heat isn't going that way. The heat's just kind of, you know, it's ambient. Yeah, That's so what I mean. I, That's I why know. like the cat would be like, oh, I just stand right next, right to, next it, to it. Yeah. And it's going to feel, you know what? I'm just going like, to put my big uh, yeah. fat butt right, right here. And you can imagine like they would like press up on it so much that it would actually stop the fan. They're like, oh, what's that weird sensation like on my side? Yeah. <laughs> Well, we got a good question uh, from Stefan says, uh, but what are the problems people can have with small form factor builds? I'm not really comfortable with those builds. Uh, you know, I, I mean, I, we talked about some of them. The, the price obviously is, is one price thing. Is a, like, depending, price is like the upfront thing. Yeah. Depending the, the case, it can be, you know, hard to work in maybe, but I, I feel like, uh, you know, yeah, at least with this Q58, like I feel like it's really easy to work in even, even with AIO and I, I people know I don't like AIOs, but uh, yeah, it's like uh, problems. What what would be another problem? I mean, it does limit it does limit your choices, right? So, like True. realistically speaking, Mini ITX, even if you were to build in mini, within a big ass case, Mini ITX is going to limit what you can do with your build. You're really you're just you're stuck with two slots of RAM and a single. Uh, oh, why am I blanking? PCIe slot. Yep. Yep. So you're really only going to be doing gaming or other applications that don't require other add-in cards. Uh, on top of that, <laughs> um, you do... So this is this is the kind of thing where there's the theoretical discussion about it and then there's like the realistic discussion about it, right? So mm-hmm. realistically, running your temp... Like, realistically sorry so realistically when you're in a small form factor case so when everything's said and done you're like okay i invested my money into this i put up with the headache of you know having to build and unbuild and then rebuild because i got my order a little bit mixed up when i was trying to install parts 
I have to, I'm limited on some of the parts I can use, right? Because you're not, more often than not these days, uh, small form factor generally, like I would say the majority of builds choose an AIO because it's just easier to get that in there relative to like the amount of cooling you would get with a, like a, an actual air cooler. Yeah. Because you're limited on the, the height of the cooler you can put in there. Um, so there's those limitations. Let's say like you just like you made your piece with all of that, chose it. Then there's the other half of actually using the PC, right? And so then it comes to temps. And so that's like the, it's not the elephant in the room, but it's realistically your temps are going to be higher in a small form factor case than a a much larger case because that's just how it works. That's just how the world literally works, right? You can do a lot to bring those temps down. Like I am not saying... I am not saying that it's going to fry your PC, but realistically, you are going to have higher temps anywhere, if I'm just remembering this correctly, anywhere from like 5 to 10 degrees Celsius, you know, a little bit higher than a mid-tower build. Like, you just take your H510 build versus, you know, what you've got on your desk there, right? So, in real, like, that's the reality of it. So, if we, now switching to the theory of it, Yes, that means if you're running at higher temps, that does potentially shorten the life of your components. How much is very difficult to measure, though? Like, it's very difficult to measure that tangibly because there's other stuff to take into account, like what's your normal ambient temperature? You know, how long are you playing for? Like, how often are you running that PC? So there's like all the other stuff that goes into it. So that's why it gets a little weird because you have the people who are arguing from the theoretical side where they're like, well, I just would never do this because it's going to shorten the life of my components. And why would I invest all this money into those components if I'm just going to like kill them off sooner? You know, and then you've got the people who are like, I've been running my small form factor system for like six, seven years and everything's fine. So, so it just... At this point, what I'm saying is that for you, you would have to decide like where you fall, like in your comfort level with like that, those kind of realities and like the theory of like what could happen given the reality. That makes sense. Yeah. Well, that's a long answer. (laughs) Yeah. Well, but uh, I mean, I also think to your point, the, um, it, it, or at least for me, it forced me to think about those things. Usually I, I never thought about temps other than oh how many fans should i put in there what kind of cooling should i put on it oh okay cool boom now i'm like actively you know undervolting and it's just like oh wow okay i can manage temps way better my, my temps in yeah. here were actually better really, than the temps in my full, you fine full tower that yeah because my full tower I, I didn't mess with after i built it but now because i messed with the q58 i actually get better temps in here than that so then i was like oh, okay i'm gonna go back and do what i did in there yeah. uh, to do it but yeah no i mean so it's I don't know. I I, I kind of like that it, it 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 forced me into a new path into the PC, like learn something and, and do something more. Uh, so it's fun. But uh, we we did have a a couple comments about other problems. Um, friend of the show, Doctor Ian Cutters from Tech Tech Potato says, uh, small form factor builds don't have enough USB ports. Uh, which yeah, it I mean it, it depends. Like I, you're not wrong. However, I would say to that, you can add a hub. So it's not a, it's not an unfixable problem. Yeah. But if you don't like a lot of clutter on your desk or you find that uh, to be an issue, then well, obviously it's a problem. It, it also depends on what you're doing, right? For, for my work build, I, I need a lot of USB ports for, but if I'm just using it for gaming, this, this, uh, I can't remember the, the, the model I have in here for the, from the motherboard, but I, I have six ports, uh, 
that, that I just kind of, well, one of them's USB-C and then I've got uh, another, actually, you know what? So I have seven ports. Uh, if I would have kept the USB-C cable or no, 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 never mind the, I didn't have, so yeah, seven ports total, including one USB-C. So like, I mean, for just gaming, <laughs> like that's, that's definitely enough. So I, I guess that depends. Uh, Romeo Capella says uh, uh, M.2 slots, VRM cooler size compatibility. I, I will say that is one interesting thing. People are like, oh, you might have a problem putting the AIO pump uh, on the, the CPU if, if maybe the VRM, um, like the the, yeah. the big stack yeah, yeah. Is, is too tall. You know, yeah, it's yeah, definitely yeah. something to consider for sure. Uh, That's I did kind see... of what I was saying earlier about limitations about like what you can choose to build with, right? Because it starts sure. to like really narrow that pipeline. Well, and then... Uh, he, the, yeah to the the pcie slot thing so this this board uh has one pci i'm sorry uh m.2 th- this board has one m.2 on on the the top and one on the bottom i don't have the bottom one populated because it's it's sandwich design so it's kind of right behind the the gpu so i was like and eh, mm. I, d- I don't need it uh so it, it would get kind of hot anyway uh but i saw an interesting one god i think it was i think it might have been jace two cents uh when when he was doing his updated build uh but he the the there was a motherboard that actually had like a stacking mechanism on it <laughs> so it was just like the m.2 slot then a thermal pad with uh with an, another port and a, a little ribbon cable uh to plug in the second one and then a thermal pad and, and heat sink on top of that one so it was like almost like a an apartment building <laughs> of uh I'm m.2 like, slots like, like, like what you're talking about makes me think of like the princess of the pea <laughs> kind of yeah it was really interesting i i'd never seen anything like that uh so i guess that's the the other way but yeah i, I don't think you'd get more than like two m.2 slots on on one board you know if if you need more than that uh oh hi oh that's oh, the yep. that's the feeding time cry <laughs> yep uh, half, half an hour late but uh and then she was patient then she trying to uh and then somebody else was talking about oh zach <clears throat> said uh sfx power supplies but like you mentioned, the Dan A4 case, this Q58, both these take full ATX power supplies if you want. Obviously, you uh, might the get Dan something case. up. No, we're talking about Meshalicious. You're thinking of oh, Meshalicious. The oh, okay. Well, yeah, this one, so it could take a full okay, ATX power supply, but then you couldn't fit a fan at the bottom, which is why I switched to... I mean, yeah, to, you have to make choices. Yeah, exactly. So. Yeah, so you, you, it, there is a trade-off, but hey, at least you still can do it uh, if you want, so Yeah. Very, very interesting indeed. Uh, we got a, another $5 super chat from VC Jester. Said, uh, Elena, I don't look at component life, rather lost performance due to not achieving max boost potential. There's that too for people who are maximizers. <clears throat> which which we know VC Jester is, uh, mm-hmm. definitely. Uh, but I also know he's he's a big fan of, uh, of undervolting things, so. <laughs> which theoretically then would help because you're not, you're not pushing the heat to the max. Uh, so uh oh uh <clears throat> yeah the the chat reminds me that it was an asus motherboard asus impact dtx board oh no oh, wow. I, don't, I don't remember i haven't seen a lot of those yeah i'll i'll i'll, I'll send it to you if, if i can uh if yeah. i can find it again i th- I think it was in j2 sense if, he, if chat if you have a link to it drop it in for us please yeah he had a, a, a his new gaming machine was uh God, which company is that one that has the 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 new one where you could based off of the parts you put in it, it kind of expands upwards. Uh, oh, is that that new thermal tank case? 
Was it Thermal Take? Yeah, yeah, I think it's Thermal or is Take. Or the Fantex. Right? No. I can't remember which. Maybe it's Fantex. Uh, I can't remember. But it's the one that just, was, that just did the circuit for coverage, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where it's basically yeah. you can almost, it's like a expandable rather, than, rather yeah. than having a top hat for it. Yeah. So that, that one's interesting. Uh, I, I, yeah, he, he was going on his own journey trying to keep the, the thermals in that thing. Uh, like he, you should watch that video. It's pretty funny because he like maxes out the top fans and he was like <laughs> holding a piece of paper like feet above it and it was just like like holding it because it was just blowing so hot uh yeah <laughs> it was pretty funny um anyway yeah so small form factor we we continue to love them i i didn't think we'd talk this long about uh about them but but we did uh anything else to talk about for small form factor before we move on elena uh, no, sorry. I was about no. to actually. I'm going to answer this out loud. I don't know oh, why please. I do this. I have a habit because I'm so used to lurking when everyone else is talking that I just will respond to chat sometimes. <laughs> I'm like, wait, I could just it. say this out loud. <laughs> so Boz in chat actually asked me. They were like, "And what MT PCI PCIe slot do you suggest people use for a USB hub and a small form factor compatible motherboard when the only available slot is already?" populated by gpu and to that i say there are external usb hubs <laughs> that's what i was talking about oh yeah 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 <laughs> <laughs> i wouldn't bother with a usb add-in card personally not unless i was actually trying to like upgrade the system from like like let's say i have an older system that only has usb 2.0 ports so then i would maybe get a usb 3.0 uh, add-in card for that and hmm. in fact i think i did for my sandy bridge uh system because i was running out of usb 3.0 ports from the motherboard uh, but otherwise, generally, I, I for me personally, I don't see a need to do internal. I'd rather say that slot for something else if I have the slot open, like a, a capture card, sound card, things that I, I think that actually would you know benefit from being internally installed. Oh, you know, and actually, here's here's a really good uh, la- last thing that we can end on. A uh, uh, friend of the show, Pedro, asks, uh, "What is it? What is exactly considered a small form factor? The size of the case?" Since there are cases that can fit my micro ATX motherboards, obviously, then it's not the motherboard. Uh, so, yeah, what, what what do you consider small form factor? I don't think the it's volume? about what I consider. It's, <laughs> it's actually so my definition of small form factor is uh, or was outdated. So small form factor to me was anything like under like I would say like twenty five liters mm-hmm. for a long time. Um, but today's definition generally is that it's under twenty liters. So 20. it goes by the case size. Mm. Um, some manufacturers will extend that out. So I know Silverstone likes to define small form factor as 23 liters. So they have some cases that they'll call small form factor, but are actually above the 20 liter mark. Mm. But if you go around to like different forums and like the small form factor PC subreddit, it's defined as 20 liters. They define it as 20 liters and below. Mm. So that these days that limits you pretty much to mini ITX builds. I was just talking about this with a friend of the show, Boria Zero, uh, in Discord, uh, our Discord chat, where I was saying like, man, because Boria Zero said it first, where they're like, man, I just really want a compact micro ATX case, but no one's making them. I'm like, I know, I still have my Silverstone SG10, and I'm going to hang on to that thing for dear life because it's one of the rare micro ATX cases that like is super compact. So I think that case maybe is somewhere between 23 to 25 liters. Hmm. But most of this, most of the time now, when you look for a micro ATX case, they're like all, they're all like mini towers in like the 30 liter range. 
which is fairly significant mm. between 20 liters and that. So, well, <sighs> and I, I, I think do? that also fits. Um, uh, Doctor Ian Cutris is asks, is the Bit Phoenix Prodigy technically small factor? Small form factor. I, I looked it up. I, I hadn't seen this before. I think the Prodigy's things. larger than that. Yeah, it's twenty six point three five liters. Yeah. So, so it's, I mean, it's, it's, it's right bitty, there on bitty. the cusp. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, so, so to me, like, this is what I mean about the old days, right? Like to me, that's small form factor, mm-hmm. but I, I get laughed off uh, <laughs> the page, so to speak. Uh, when oh, I, if I, if I say that nowadays, that's a, a, a very interesting layout. Also it, it's, yeah, it looks like it has up to six. 3.5 inch drive slots. Uh, wow. I honestly Crazy. think this, like, honestly, I think for a lot of people, the sweet spot for people who want more space to work with, the sweet spot is around 25 liters mm. because you still have room to put in like more internal drives. Like you don't have to rely purely just on like M.2 slots, you know, mm-hmm. um, or like that one, maybe two, 2.5 inch drive, you know, spot you can still fit in. Um, if I remember right, like that 25 liter range, you can still fit in 3.5 inch drives pretty comfortably. I mean, so, at least this bit Phoenix. One, yeah. So like was, that, yeah. in that case, you can get your cheaper quote unquote cold storage, you know, if you need it. <laughs> it's um, a lot of cold storage. <laughs> quote unquote. Yeah. Uh, so, cause like, I mean, at that point you can go up to like what, 12, 14 terabyte drives. If you really need the space, you know, save project files or whatever you're doing. Right. You know, game files that you've downloaded and you don't want to have to re-download that kind of thing, but it's still compact enough where it doesn't feel like, ugh, like there's this gigantic thing on my desk. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Well, and I've, I've never been a, a PC on a desk kind of person. Personally, I like having it down low. I do have it raised up on an Apple box. It's not on the floor. Uh, That's because you have a cat. You can trust not to pee on your stuff. Uh, yeah. True. <laughs> also, I don't know. I, I like I, I I always feel like I need more space because I always have like multiple projects on tables. Uh, I feel like I, I need more space. Uh, oh, I want this. Yeah. I would love to have my desk real estate back. But the the weighing the idea of having to rebuild a multi thousand dollar PC versus losing, uh, I want to say like eight inches of usable desk space you know i'm a practical person so i I choose to lose the desk space and then like (laughs) have a bunch of like tv trays if i have to like really like spread out right uh friend of the show tim loud did ask uh with four slot gpus can you can you get small form factor with that i'll say this um so the this evga the the ftw3 is is 2.75 slot so almost three slot uh I yeah, and that that kit fits comfortably in in there for sure. It's not it's not right up against. It's probably like that that much space too. So it you can you can fit at least in the Q fifty eight. You can you can fit up to three slot, I think officially. So, but definitely I not a four slot. It's been a while, like a year, more than a year. So don't quote me on this. But I feel like the Meshlicious actually has like a four slot mode. Oh, cool. Like if I remember right, Meshlicious, you can actually like, like, I don't think you can do ATX and that. So you have to make a choice, right? Like you have to go like small form factor power supply and then like gigantic GPU or like skinnier GPU, less chonky GPU and, you know, mm-hmm. full size ATX power supply. Don't quote me on that. It's been a while, but I, I feel like I remember this. 
yes. being a thing. Yes, right. I was correct. There you go. If you want it, you got it. Um, VC Jester gave us another $5 super chat. Thank you so and much. That's unfortunately so much. the case, by the way. Oh, uh, and said, uh, with all the companies adding small form factor to their catalog, are they just trying to compete with superior console designs? <laughs> you know, I, th- I honestly, I do think you got a point there because uh, I, uh, as, though I, I do think a PS5 is like huge. I, I hate the look of the PS5. I think it's way too big. The Xbox Series X I actually think is 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 compact. It's yeah, like I I feel like you know compared to this Q58, which is pretty damn small. Like like that that Series X is still a lot smaller than that. Uh, And it's yeah, like I I feel like that is a good uh, a good design. (laughs) It's funny though because like we're PC we're more PC minded, and I can tell you that the reaction was like at least on my Twitter feed. Like or like my the people I follow on Twitter, it was like slipped. People were like, uh, "Oh, the PlayStation Five is beautiful. Like, don't you want that on your home entertainment system? Like, don't you love how it has like those curves and like and all that kind of stuff?" And everyone else, was, and, and and when it came to the Xbox Series X, everyone's like, "What the f- is that? Like, that's just a fucking slab of like." blackness on a <laughs> like the color black just like in like a rectangle on your console like or sorry on your like living room you know media center you know furniture and then you've got like maybe it has that green accent but there's nothing else that's going for it like this is so unbelievably ugly i can't believe that microsoft went with the design and like all of us on the pc side are like oh man look at the streamline the streamline like lines on that thing <laughs> and, and it's so tiny like oh man you got the chimney like you know uh, cooling yeah no I, I i prefer the look of it but i mean compare that were those the same people last generation that loved the look of either the one the xbox one or the the ps4 because those were those were ugly ass boring black boxes. i hated the vcr version of the xbox one uh but like you know xbox one x they were more okay with because mm-hmm. it's slimmer you know i mean it's still uh, just a black sleeker. rectangle I know, I know. I, I mean, cause think about it from their perspective. They they are so used to living room VCR cable box type, you know, mm. form factors that to them it looks boring, right? So I think Microsoft's major mistake here was that they should have kept the design as is. But how hard would it have been to just add an LED strip to the top of that thing that glowed green? Like it's on brand doesn't cost you as much i assume as like full rgb (laughs) or if you really wanted to wow people you left it rgb to allow them to customize it Mm. and then everyone's like oh ah like there's a there's a unique angle to that well you know what you know what's funny uh nexoric i don't know how to say that uh in the chat said for reference ps5 is 7.2 liters and the series x is 6.86 liters so wow that is crazy because you put those side by side and that Series X looks a lot smaller. And I, I know that's part of the design, too. Like, it's taller. Yeah, it's got like, the fins or whatever. Yeah. So, like, I, I guess the internal space is is pretty damn close. But it does not look like that. Wow. Yeah. Uh, that it's is a very wild. efficient design. Yeah, right. Uh, but also, I, I liked the inhale of the Xbox 360. The <gasps> It's inhaling, uh, the original one. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, their inhale design. Also, I liked the GameCube. It was just so, it was so cute. Just a little box. Just the cube. Yeah, it was just a little cute. You know, especially, you got the handle. I, I like the one that I think that you could get in Canada, the Panasonic one that had the domed 
uh, top to it. Oh, uh, I, I think don't it played, think I know that. I'll look that up it, after the show. Yeah, it had a different drive uh, for the for the discs, so I think it also played DVDs. Uh, but yeah, it was it was a cute thing. Game cute, yes, that's right. Anyway, <laughs> we, <laughs> we should move on. Man, we've we been should. talking forever. Uh, small form factor. It's here to stay because we, we love, love it. it. I we maybe we'll get Gordon to do it one day. Yeah, probably not. <laughs> no, that's not true. Technically, he's already done one, even on our channel. Oh, the H H one. He's done the H one build. Yeah, true. Yeah, yeah, true. All right. Well, there we got you, Gordon. Gotcha. <laughs> anyway, uh, let's move to subscriptions. Uh, actually, this is something Gordon has talked about. I want to ask you, Elena, how many subscriptions? And we're not even talking about just gaming subscriptions. How many subscriptions do you have? like actively and do you do you follow or at least do you follow them like because i know a lot of people are like oh man i don't even remember how many subscriptions i have i just look at my monthly bill and i'm like dang wow how much is i mean I, I don't think i could like just tell you like i've got 15 like off the top of my head i'd have to actually sit down and count them but i am aware of the ones that i have that's good at least yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah no, it's I, me i i'm not gonna let a penny go to something that i don't know that i'm spending it on yeah well no that, that is good but what what um which subscriptions could you not live without? If you're like, you know what, I you I could only have like a couple or grudgingly. <laughs> oh well, yeah. I I'll, I'll say I'll say from an entertainment uh, point of view because there's some that yeah it's like oh you you might need to pay for this just to because it's it's important to have. Uh, at this point, and this is kind of even my grudging where it feels like I kind of have to keep my Netflix subscription because it's uh, like what else am I gonna watch? And also, uh, I I may be sharing that with family members, <laughs> so I can't oh, yeah. just like abandon it. Yeah. Um, uh, at this point. Oh, also, uh, Tim, Tim, we're not talking about like internet and cell phone. That's that's like a utility. I'm I'm considering this more like a. So entertainment, like, entertainment, only, yeah, like streaming yeah, yeah. stuff, right? Streaming stuff, music, video, game. Yeah spotify probably like at this point i was just so invested in that i had stopped buying music largely unless like i really love the track and i want to like really support the artist mm. so uh like if i abandoned spotify I'd just be like well i have music from 2010 and older but i have nothing after that really so i would say those two and then uh so here's the part that's like tricky for me because I did the whole Xbox Game Pass Ultimate conversion, right? So now I'm stuck in this ecosystem. And on top of that, I've been subscribed like as an Xbox Live Gold or, you know, Ultimate member since I started working at like a previous job that covered Xbox. So I kind of also have the longevity thing going. So I would, f this is how they get you. Right. Where I'm like, I, but I, it says member since, you know, like, I don't want to, I don't want to lose that. So now I feel like, oh man, I can't let it, I can't let it expire. But at the same time, I, I definitely <laughs> am not getting enough value out of that subscription. Cause I'm just like, what am I going to play today? Oh, I guess I'll play some more Halo Infinite, which is free to play anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like, hmm, I don't think I'm getting my money's worth here at all. <laughs> so I don't, I don't know if I, so emotionally, at least you paid like, less. At least like, you paid less. <laughs> I just, yeah. Right. But at some point, I'm going to have to pay the going rate. And and on top of that, there's rumors that Microsoft may be eliminating and like condensing things so that you're always going to be stuck at a certain price. I did notice that the sales on Game Pass Ultimate subscriptions have dried up. Mm. 
Uh, so that also means to me that like they really are viewing it as like a really prime cash cow, I think, where they're like, no, we want to be, they want to be able to rely on this revenue source, right? Oh, of course, yeah. So it's like, oh, do I really want to keep paying $15 a month in perpetuity to maintain like my sense of identity? <laughs> like, that's a lot. Yeah, that's a lot. <laughs> so that's where I'm at. How about you? What are your must-haves? Well, I mean, yeah, Netflix. Actually, I I, I like Netflix. Like, I, I feel like there's always constantly something on there for for us to there's watch. I mean, we, we watch a yeah, we watch a lot of uh, documentaries too. So, like, I feel like they're they're pretty good with the documentary stuff. So, uh, yeah, I'm I'm not begrudging on Netflix, though. Like, most of it's covered through T-Mobile. <laughs> so, T, you know. Like, oh, so you're getting it through your so, uh, you know nice. Yeah. So, yeah, that, that that's hard. Um, it's weird. Amazon Prime. I've been a subscriber forever, but I, I always forget oh, that yeah, it exists. Yeah, I always forget that. It's yeah, because just... technically, I mean, yeah, technically that is, I mean, it's got entertainment part of it. You know, if I wanted to, I could use the music and Prime Video and the photo service and whatever else they, they have attached. Uh, I know, the, the cloud streaming thing. Things, yeah. Uh, but yeah, like, I, I mean, we use Prime Video every once in a while, but usually it's, you know just for something we couldn't get anywhere else it's not definitely not it's kind of how i feel like a lot of people do it like it's not i i've seen like my older relatives retirement uh tv binge habits and they they're always going to netflix first disney plus first hulu mm. is like next tier and then they'll go to amazon prime if they can't find it elsewhere and they don't want to actually mm. have to pay to rent it but they they rarely go to amazon prime first to be like oh, what's coming what's new now like yeah I mean, they got a couple things, but yeah, like, yeah, Yeah. not much. I mean, and I, I don't care about Disney. I mean, luckily I piggyback off of somebody's, uh, somebody's, somebody's login. Thanks Willis. Uh, but, (laughs) but really, I mean, the amount of times that we go over to Disney plus is like, yeah, I don't know, a couple times a year. So, uh, if, if I didn't have a login, I I definitely wouldn't pay for it. Um, Hulu, meh, you know, I don't know. Yeah. Mostly for, for video it's, it's, it's Netflix, uh, and HBO, I guess. Oh uh, uh, yeah. So yeah, I, f- I feel like HBO is is probably the the second one. Uh, yeah. So what's what's the question you were going to ask me originally? Because I feel like this is all leading up to something else. Well, I I think as we talk about subscriptions, and obviously there's a lot of them, and and especially getting into games, like mm. I feel like that's the thing is that like subscription creep is a huge thing. Right? Oh yeah, it's we're like, back to paying as much as we did for cable now. <laughs> right? Yeah. I mean, at least we have more control, I guess. Where cable, you just get a bunch of stuff and you most of it you probably don't use. So at least you're, you know, consciously getting the things you are using. I, I don't know. And you can Hopefully. rotate on and off too. You can go like month by month. Right. Yeah. Um, but the for the game thing, the game thing's different too because like I feel like I feel like it's shaken out with the streaming stuff. Well, I, there's the music ones too, right? Like if you if you look at the different music platforms to subscribe to, there, mm. there's not a ton different. Like sure, yeah, there there are some things that differentiate them, but it's not that different. The when it comes to like video streaming services, it it, it really just depends on catalog right you know what i mean that that's the idea but in terms of feature set it's not that different you're still just streaming <laughs> video uh but when it comes to gaming like i feel like each one of them are taking such wildly different approaches only one of them really benefits the pc which is is game pass uh but i mean yeah i, I do think game pass is easily the best subs- quote-unquote subscription service but they're not the only one out there 
but also, and we, we've alluded to it, you should watch Elena's video. She had an article long ago. We, we recently long, made long a video ago. Uh, about getting Xbox Game Pass for like super cheap. It's like a, I wouldn't call it a loophole, but it's, you know, kind of a... It's like, it's like being able to uh, go from Windows 7 to Windows 10 and then 11. <laughs> like they should have, <laughs> they should have closed the, the activation servers for that, but they're just like, eh, we'll just leave it on. Yeah, so... Yeah, I, I don't know. I I feel like uh, I feel like it's a good service, and and now that we know more about the Sony service, like I mean, whatever the the PC isn't a big part of it, but even their service, I was just like, eh. And then the Nintendo one, I, I thought I was going to sign up for the Nintendo service that had the 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 expanded plus with the with the old sixty four games and and stuff like that. But even even I didn't snag onto that one. It's 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 weird. I as somebody who has usually subscribe to playstation plus and xbox live gold and you know whatever like now i find myself just being like eh game pass is fine i also think we're hitting subscription fatigue you know what i mean yeah like everything is becoming like uh, a thing as as service blank as service right so that they can keep you on the hook for recurring charges for as long as possible Mm -hmm. and so i know i'm actually running into fatigue over that right where before i would be more willing to have like four or five different like music or movie type streaming services and now i'm just like prices have gone up the catalogs aren't as thorough as i want them to be i don't really enjoy patchworking it all together you know what if I really want to watch it, maybe I'll wait till the entire series is out and I'll pay just for one month so I can binge it all at once. So I don't see a point in actually, you know, which is actually just a rental, like a glorified rental at that point, right? Well, but and- I don't feel a need to like maintain some kind of brand loyalty. Well, except for Xbox, as long as it say when you when you joined uh. <laughs> But yeah, no, I I mean for me, like honestly. I've also been finding myself being like, uh, oh, Tunic. Uh, so Tunic came ah. out, you know, a lot of cool Tunic stuff. I, it's it's on Game Pass. I have Game Pass. It's on the PC and, and on the console Game Pass. But I was like, you know what? I want to I be able to play it on my Steam Deck and have it in my Steam library. There's certain games where I found myself being like, you know what? I don't, I don't want the off chance that it'll leave Game Pass or, you know, maybe I can't play it on, mm. on, 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 or maybe it won't be on, it on gets PC game, but you know what I mean? Like, like, yeah. so even though like I have certain games on Game Pass, I still buy the, the, the standalone version on Steam to just have it on Steam. Cause I, I treat my Steam library as like the place. If I can't get it there, you know, I'll begrudgingly get it somewhere else. But like, if I can get it there, I'll default to getting it there, uh, which is, I mean, and it's a little bit more compounded because of the Steam Deck right now. You can't, like, you can do the streaming. There's a way to get the streaming uh, Game Pass on the Steam Deck, but not the not the the client to do download stuff. So, uh, so yeah, Tunic on the Steam Deck is is actually been really awesome. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, I've, there's been a couple games where I was like, you know what, it's on Game Pass, but you know what i'm just gonna buy it <laughs> so like i feel like i feel like even i could probably break break away from game pass all i would do is like miss out on like the deal of it i guess and like the discoverability uh of certain games yeah but yeah i mean it's still not terrible because if you play at least two games that are worth 60 dollars at launch you basically kind of paid for yeah. paid for the year i mean but i, I would that, that's the problem is i would still want to play them on the pc and if I'm going to want to play them on the PC, I want to 
have it on Steam. <laughs> oh, no, what I mean is that, yeah. so this is kind of the, like, I think I feel like we're kind of like randomly uh, meandering our talks uh, or our I mean, talk we, here. So I'm just going to, I'm just going to shoot uh, with some random stuff as well, which is, uh, so this is the thing I do with books. Like the way you're describing your games sounds a lot like my strategy around books, which is now I often will just check out books from the library digitally because I can't afford, like, not afford as a money, but like afford as in space to have a bunch of physical books around, even though I love mm. the format still. Like mm. I, I grew up on print books. I started my career as an editor in print, you know, and I love, like, I just, I just love how books have their own like personalities, right? Where like the paper, like type of paper, the paper weight, the font used for printing, like the textures are different, the like, sizes are different, the covers are like have can be different weights and like also substances. And so you don't get that when it's digital. It's just mm -hmm. like, here is a bunch of text on your Kindle screen or on your phone screen or your tablet screen or whatever, right? But I have run out of room. I live in San Francisco. There is there is just no space for all the books I want to own. So what I do now is I check out books in the library digitally. If I really love it, I will buy that book physically. So in essence, my physical bookshelf has become more of like the best of the best of mm -hmm. like an homage to like like what I you know what I value or something that resonated with me emotionally. And so it kind of sounds like to me, like Steam is a little, your Steam library is kind of like that for you where you're like, oh, I really like oh, this yeah. game. I really want to make sure I can hang on to it. Well, and, and so is uh, Blu-rays. Like, I, like if yeah. there's a movie yeah. I love, I have it on Blu-ray or, or I yeah. even upgrade to it. I have like multiple versions of some movies because God, I, 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 got, I, I got the DVD and then I got the Blu-ray and then I got the 4K Blu-ray that also That's came me. with the Blu-ray. <laughs> that is me and the Princess Bride. And every time they come out now with a new one where they're like, they're going to be like 40th anniversary edition. I'm like, I finally had to put my foot down. I was like, no, no more. You have made me buy so many versions of this damn movie to get the special featurettes. I'm done. I'm done with you. If we go to AK, that's that's it. I'm so, I'm sorry. We're it's over. I I'm staying with my 4K. There's a new master. Just, they 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 no, brought it out. They, we're done. They remastered we're it done. yet again. I've I have given you enough money. 20th Century Fox or whatever is the owning studio. Yeah, no, it's uh, yeah, I, I yeah, it's weird. It, you know, yeah, I subscriptions are in a weird place. At first, it was like, oh, it's amazing, and then. Now, in some ways, I'm like, eh, I'll be fine to just buy it outright. Like, I think the only the only thing I don't find myself doing that with is music. Well, actually, no, that's not true. Because if I really want it on vinyl, I'll get it on vinyl. No, I was about to say, music's <laughs> yeah, I, like big deal to you. Like, you buy vinyl often. Yeah, okay. So, or you did before the pandemic. I don't but know. Digitally, I don't usually buy a digital version of an album if I can just stream it. But if, but if I love it enough, I'll buy the vinyl version. So I have a question yeah, for you. Like you're more of an audiophile definitely more so than i am like i'm surprised that you're okay with like streaming quality versus you know being able to get your hands on like even like higher bitrate versions of digital songs so i i i subscribe to title the the like hi-fi plus or whatever so the the highest quality uh, okay. version of it so and okay. i'm not a flack person like i i mean i i could go down that route but then i'm dealing with physical files i'm okay with that trade-off like ha okay. having the the highest quality streaming that i can find so it, okay. th that trade-off is there uh but yeah so uh but also i i have my other subscription 
the one subscription I can't live without now is uh, YouTube Premium. Not having ads on YouTube is is a, and I saw somebody else in the chat say this like it's a game changer. I mean, and I do get YouTube music, so yeah, whatever you know, uh, it's YouTube music's not bad, but yeah, like having YouTube Premium, oh man, that's that's a huge deal for me. <laughs> no, I I definitely. I definitely dislike the, rep- the repetition of YouTube ads. Yeah, yeah, it's hard. Hey, you know what? And we have our own YouTube channel. Thanks everybody who who watch who have to sit through our ads. I do. Uh, we know, appreciate it. Yeah, we we do appreciate it. But yeah, like I'm I'm actually surprised because I can see how many people on the back end watch our videos that have YouTube Premium versus not. I'm surprised there are a lot of people who have YouTube Premium subscriptions. Like way more than I thought, uh, personally. Well, I think honestly, for a lot of people today, that YouTube has actually become the equivalent of like of like watching stuff on Netflix, right? Because if oh. you if you have like creators you love to follow, that is your entertainment essentially, or edutainment, or whatever you want to you know whatever you're using YouTube for. So it would make sense to you, like, if you don't really watch Netflix or Hulu or whatever, but you are watching a ton of YouTube videos, I could definitely see the value in saying, you know what, I'm just going to take off the ads on this because they're annoying as heck. Yeah, yeah, it's hard. Um, uh, B. Maj asks, uh, Lane, is Audible out of the question? It's the weirdest thing. I do not like audiobooks. I don't either. Like, I don't think they're bad. I just, I really love the experience of reading. I like being able to like go back and reread a paragraph as many times as I want. Uh, I like being able to like flip ahead if I want to. And it's really easy to do that, you know, in a book where you can just be like, "Mm, Oh, about here. Like that looks like where the action's warming up again. Okay. Okay. That's, that's worth it. I'll, I'll stick it out and keep going. Right. Mm -hmm. I feel like that's harder to do in an, uh, like an audio book and same with even movies and TVs where like you're trying to scrub through something, you know, like there's just an advantage to the, the format of the written word that I still value. And also it just takes longer. I'm a pretty fast reader. So Depending on the speed of the book, it can be a lot longer for me to get through it. Um, oh, sorry, the audiobook. And I, I'm not like my friend who will listen to everything at 2x speed. I don't know what that dude is on. But <laughs> no, see, I can't do it. But it does explain how you get through so much content. I, yeah. So, yeah, videos, I'm constantly switching to uh, 1.5 or two times. And I listen to a lot of podcasts. And my, my sweet spot is 1.8. That's for my podcast is one point. It just sounds yeah. so artificial. Like I can't do it. Even Lindsay will hear it and she'll be like, how does that not just drive you insane? Sounds like and a I'm like, I don't know. I, don't uh, know. I, I, like I can't it. do it. Uh, but uh, we, we got another $5 super chat from VC Jester. Stop it. You're killing me. Uh, thank you so much. Said uh, we need a catch all sub where you pay like $60 a month and every streaming service is accessible in one place. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. What if you could get that over a, a set top box that you plug into your TV? Mm, we should, we should look into this. I like that. <laughs> and then when you decided to end your contract, uh, you have to stand in line at a store and then return the equipment and then have to call them later. Cause they didn't actually refund you for that and say, no, I have receipts. I returned your stupid set-top box. Why would I keep it? Right. Yeah, I don't want that thing. Uh, Eek44 gave us 89 Danish Krone. Thank you so much. Said uh, Game Pass help here. Uh, very much appreciated. Um, 
Raphael says uh, you should do a full nerd open source free full nerd. Uh, <laughs> How does that work? <laughs> I, I don't know. Uh, so, somebody earlier said, uh, I subscribe to PC World. Well, thank you. And actually, uh, I don't know if they were talking about the channel or if they are talking about the magazine because we actually do have a lot of people who subscribe to the digital, digital magazine. magazine. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, and then question from a friend of the show, Boz. Speaking of subscriptions, now that Microsoft acquired Blizzard, do you think Blizzard subscriptions will move to Game Pass? I'm going to say I'm going to say no. I think you'll get perks. So it's like you won't get a subscription to a Blizzard game, but if you do have Game Pass, then you get like a hundred free gold a month or something. I I, I don't know. You know I could I mean? see that. Yeah. I also, th- but I think it also depends too. Like because I could also see them changing their like Game Pass lineup, right? With the, the more the more they become this uh, monopoly of <laughs> of game studios, uh, they could start actually building out like ultra premium ultimate you know what i mean where it's like okay you pay extra but basically what they're doing is just you know combining your subs mm-hmm. of between blizzard and game pass so it's just one place you have to pay for the billing and manage the subscription um or they definitely never put game pass on sale ever again so they can afford to give people more do you know what i mean like there are ways to do it but i the thing is just time's Time will tell which way they go with it. Yeah, I don't know. Um, also, oh man, I missed. Oh, I missed a good comment. I wanted. To I will up. say something real quick though. I think yep. it's funny that GDC Jester pointed out. They're like, "Yeah, YouTube Premium's second best feature is that I can use other features on my phone while listening to videos," and that is actually a very, it, it a very nice, true yeah. statement. Like, like the full nerd. I'm, I'm sure some people are listening to the video version of the full nerd live but not actually watching it. Uh, actually, I know that's true. Um, uh, and then somebody, oh, bad. Flash Photo, friend of the show Flash Photo said, what, no mention of GeForce now? Well, yeah, Brad's not here, so. Uh, but actually, you know, I do <laughs> I do subscribe to GeForce now. I don't use it as much lately, um, but yeah. Like the paid uh, tiers? You're subscribed the, the to the paid, paid tier. tiers? Yeah, I, I am. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's one of those things I like to dip into and check in on and be like, oh, how's it working? You know, just, I don't know, as like a being in the industry kind of thing of like, oh, you know, how, how does it work? I actually, I, I still, I subscribed. No, I actually, I, I think I, yeah, I think I canceled. I have a couple subscriptions that I'm like, oh, you know, I'll do it just so that I can can talk about it like i i had a stadia subscription for a little bit i don't and i don't Adam, think, why i know i just this you got to try it out you know uh i i had to try it out i, I can't knock it till i tried it and then the other one was the the whatever streaming service that is on uh prime or amazon uh why can't it can't think of the name of it um but yeah anyway uh wow another five dollar super chat suggester Luna, yes, yes, that's what it is. Uh, actually, you know what? That, I think that's the one I need to cancel. I haven't used that one in a while. Uh, hey, Mr. And Mrs. Snark. I think they're talking about BB and Splat, maybe. Uh, my idea allows Bearcats. video on demand and continuing where you left off. Wait, so like like the set-top box you put under the TV that you pay $60 for a subscription to all the services, you can then record <laughs> those and watch them on demand and continue where you left off. I think that's what I think that's what he's talking about. Uh, <laughs> but, 
but yes, Peter Jansen. Uh, yeah, I, I, I do feel like I subscribe to things that I, I de- oh no, no, I definitely know I subscribe to things that I wouldn't normally if I didn't have to or didn't have not not had to, but didn't want to be able to just kind of like talk about it or, or try it out or kind of test it out. So, <clears throat> uh, and yeah, Peter Jansen, uh, BB has not shown herself, but she is here. She is present. She's waiting. That's for so food. strange. I would have expected yeah. her to be like feed me. Yeah. Anyway, subscriptions. It's it's a tangled it's a tangled web. It's a tangled web we weave. Uh, yeah, it's it's wild. Actually, it's funny. Willis, uh, I was talking with Willis uh, because he he signed up for that Game Pass Game Pass Ultimate deal, but he is planning on having it lapse so that when it like he, once it's done, what he ever what he bought with it, he he plans on having it be done and then maybe sign up for the the Sony version. Uh, and get a PS5. Uh, yeah, so I didn't really find their offerings very compelling, but I'm not a huge PlayStation. I'm not hugely invested in the PlayStation ecosystem. So, I mean, it's hard because it's like the Xbox ecosystem. Those games come out on PC. It's awesome. So you know, and that's why I love Microsoft for it. The Sony ones, there's still certain games where I'm like, well, I guess if I just want to play that one, like I, I just beat Horizon Forbidden West yesterday. Uh, oh, nice. And I. I I couldn't have done that on a PSC or or, or a PC. So, you know, it's like as long as Sony continues to kind of have their walled approach, they're kind of like the Apple of of consoles, I guess. No, maybe that's more like Nintendo. (laughs) I mean, it makes sense because, I mean, they're they and Nintendo are both Japanese companies. And so they're more focused on catering to their home market, which is very, very devoted to them. So makes sense that they're only slowly realizing there is a worldwide audience that they could be milking more money from. Yeah. Yeah. Well, anyway. Uh, yeah. So lots of companies are continue to milk money from us. Uh, but I want to switch over to Q and a, so we can get out of here. Speaking oh, yeah, of milk, time. Yeah. Speaking of milking money, uh, we, we got a question that I know you've been wanting to get to, or I've been wanting to get to. Here we go. About money. Starting. This, yeah, this one could get this one could get a little hairy. So uh, watch out. I need to go back and find the question. Uh, so stick with me for one second. Uh, wow. Okay. I guess I I can't find it. Uh, you can ask another question, and I can answer that while you're looking for this one. Okay. Um, yeah, well, we got a, a a question from oh no. Like uh, well, you know, yeah. Uh, Parker ninety seven. I I feel like you might have something about this. Uh, Parker ninety seven. Would you be willing to help develop better screen readers Zoom technology for computers? Uh, I, do you use like z- zooming in on your screen much? I don't currently. And I actually think it's a feature that not a lot of people know about, I feel like. Because uh, the people who don't need it, don't bother with it, and then the people that could benefit it from it, often people with, you know, uh, at a more advanced age with, you know, eyesight problems. I think I'm understanding the feature they're explaining or mentioning correctly. Um, when they ask people who are more technologically savvy, because that's not a feature that that those people would use it doesn't get recommended like there are times where actually i i've been meaning to tell my parents that they don't have to 
you know, blow everything up so large, they can just kind of zoom in on certain things. But they're still learning things like that. It's hard. It's usually a button press, right? As well. <laughs> and like trying to remember that, that key combination. Mm-hmm. Uh, man, I cannot find... It's okay. I'm going to take this... Oh, uh, no, man, I've, I've... VC Jester, you are just rolling with those uh, super chats today. Thank yes. you. Wow. Uh, $10 this time. I'm not going to say one of the words, but he's like, all right, you two. Star Trek, the motion picture sucks. Aliens is better. And it's chicken burger. So I guess I don't know if he's trying to channel Gordon or if he's just like saying we're not paying him enough attention. I think he's just regurgitating Gordon talking points. Uh, (laughs) uh, Yeah. yeah, you you know how we feel about those. We know how we feel about those. Uh, all right, here Liquid R asked back in February, back in February. Back wow, in you really held on I to know, this I, one. Yeah, I, oh boy. Yeah, sorry. Oh boy, so, some of these questions I don't get to. All right, <sighs> food debate. This one might be too hot. When ordering takeout, not delivery, what should be the etiquette for tipping? Twenty percent, fifteen percent, nothing, none of the above. What do you find you've changed your tipping protocol for takeout due to pandemic? Uh, and I do want to roll that into just tipping in general. So first, we'll answer that question. Okay. So uh, t- takeout, not delivery. When How, how often do up. you do takeout? Yeah, I guess first. No more than once a week, but oftentimes not even that much. Yeah, that's, that's about the same for us. Yeah. Okay. So what's what's your tipping then etiquette? You, you go there, you're like, oh, hey, I put an order for Elena. They hand you a bag, you know, and the and the, the receipt thing. How much do you put down for tip? Uh, I, I've been, like, I do a mix. So I don't often, like, have prepaid. So it's not even uh, an option. Oh, I just, true. I can literally yeah, yeah. pick up. Okay. Well, even but if prepaid, I, sure. But uh, if I do have to, like, sign for it, I think it's really dependent on my feeling at that moment and that's based on how much so like how much service that am i really getting what like what kind of establishment is it like what kind of workers are there um and like how much do i love that business in general so usually I'll leave like anywhere from like a dollar to two dollars, like two or maybe three dollars for pickup. Sometimes I do nothing. It really depends on the size of the order as well. Like if I'm getting like a pickup order of boba, like I don't think I'm really going to be leaving a tip on that. Like, sorry, like that's just me. <laughs> um, and like, I also feel like the etiquette is different depending on like what kind of restaurant you go to. So like, I, I know Willis is in the chat. So um I would be interested to get his take on this. But if I'm going to like a typical like Chinese or like Vietnamese restaurant that's designed for other Chinese or Vietnamese people, that's all about turnover. They don't care about ambiance. They don't care about customer service. They want you in and out as fast as possible. Like they don't really expect a tip either. So I am not less likely to tip there. If I'm going to like a nicer restaurant and picking up something from there where it's very obvious that like the workers are dependent on tips and they're like spending more time with me or like catering to my needs or something, then like I'm more likely to give them a tip. Mm. Just like culturally relevant to or culturally dependent to. So then expanding it further, 
what mm-hmm. what is or, or I, I guess I'll I'll, I'll yeah, because my my tipping for takeout is is pretty much in line for my tipping in general. But I will say, during the pandemic, I definitely was tipping more. Uh, I felt I like, too. yeah, I mean, and I I most of the time we were, we would pick up places, pick up from places that I wanted to continue to be around. And I know that whatever my you know little bit of tip isn't going to like you know help tip the scales, uh, pun intended. But at least at least I felt like you know, hey, you know what. I'm I'm privileged. I have money. I still have a job. I want you to continue to have a job and <laughs> to be able to keep making food for me, which is very, you know, selfish, but I was also like I'll give you I'll give you more money. So I definitely was increasing my tip uh on takeout. Uh and it was usually I go I had gone by percentage, so I was probably I I guess it depends on the meal too. If it's if it's like a boba, yeah, sure, it's like a couple bucks. Uh or you know, like a, a a beer at a bar is usually like, oh hey, it's a dollar. Like a dollar, like yeah. Yeah, and so I was doing like you know two or three, whatever. Uh, unless I really loved them, then maybe you know even more. But uh, it for me for me it was usually like twenty percent, twenty five percent on oh orders, on takeout on takeout. Yeah, you know, just yeah, like at the height of it, just be like, hey, you know what, let's do it. Uh, so yeah. Anyway, so now let's move it into general tipping. So you're at a restaurant. Mm-hmm. Remember back in the day when you could go to a restaurant, Elena? Just kidding. I mean, uh, I know, yes. just kidding. <laughs> and you would sit down, you would get a meal, they would bring you the check. What's what's your tipping like? Again, it's a it's actually in line with my philosophy. I just pay more for the tip. So if I'm oh, okay. sitting down, then I hey, get out of freaking cats. Um <laughs> I generally am starting at 15% at most restaurants by like default. I'll go up if it's like I get higher quality of service, like, or I have more special requests or I like my server or splat. Really? Sorry. He's knocking stuff over. (laughs) Um, Come here. I normally don't go above 20%. Unless something was like above and beyond or it's like very obvious, like, like, let's say like their manager screamed at them in the middle of the floor for no reason. If I felt really bad for them, then I might tip more. You know what I mean? Where it's like, oh, you have a crap job. Like, I'm so sorry. Mm. Um, It goes down to like 10% if I'm at a Chinese restaurant and it's very obvious where they're like, eat as fast as you can and just get out. And I'm like, cool, I can do that. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) All right. Uh, then I mean, both our cats are like prowling. I know, right? Yeah, it's, like, it's it's high noon. It's they're they're oh, ready. Uh, Willis has a good question. Do you believe tip is mandatory? No, no, they can't. There have been occasions where like the service was so bad or egregiously terrible that I'm like, you know what, I'm out. Yeah, I, I, food, I wouldn't say mandatory. Yeah, I've I've had some horrible experience where I'm just like, yep, yeah, no, sorry. <laughs> so I, yeah, I wouldn't call it mandatory, but it's also different where you live right i know in in different parts of the world tipping is is different we're talking about here in the u.s so my thing here i'll go into my thing people tend to get heated about this that sounds like a hold on let me make myself make myself comfortable here that sounds like a (laughs) diatribe ready to start i will start off by saying that i i generally tip on the 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 standard scale right now just just by default even though i don't like it i generally tip on the standard 15 to 20 percent 
you know, okay. like, or, or, or lower, whatever, you know, if horrible service, whatever, you know, but it's generally I'll start at like doing the math of like, okay, what's, what's 10%, what's 20%. Okay. Okay. You know what I mean? So whatever. I, I just usually do that, but I don't like it. And here's why I don't like it. Uh, is because I, I hate, I don't, I actually don't like the percentage thing. I think, it, I think it's BS and I, I don't, I don't like that at all because, uh, here, here's the scenario I, I always say. Um, uh, here, here, imagine, imagine I go to a, uh, a you know, a, a diner place, like just an American, like a Waffle House kind of place, right? Real okay. cheap food. You know, you're talking about like maybe $10 a person to get like a, a huge meal, right? You know, okay. like bottomless coffee, whatever, you know. Say you go there and you've got the best best experience of your life you're like wow this 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 person was awesome we talked they they got me some free goodies they they were always on top of hitting the the coffee just best service ever wow okay. i've never been serviced better in my life i love this uh i i want to leave this person an amazing tip they i get the check it's 12 dollars whatever you know I, I i don't know i haven't been to waffle house in a while but <laughs> let's say 15 anyway so i'm like okay you know what so by by that by fifteen so what ten percent is a dollar fifty twenty percent you know is like really good so what that that's three dollars I'm horrible at math mm-hmm. so sorry this is how I I get to the math in my head and I'm like so twenty percent which is considered a really good tip right is a uh, or or above average tip is is what did I say it was three dollars mm-hmm. I'm like you know what never mind I'm gonna go I'm gonna go a hundred percent tip. That's twelve dollars because you're just awesome. Boom! You got twelve dollars. You go take that twelve dollars and, and be happy, right? Go get your own meal. Then, then the next day, no, no, no. Then the next day, I go to some upper class swanky place that has you know twenty five dollar drinks, oyster bar. You know who? You know just just hoity toity. You know where this, your face right? says a lot about where this is going. And I'm just like, oh man, wow, this is like. Over 200 a person. We're talking about like, oh boy, <laughs> this is going to hurt the wallet. Uh, but then the server was just horrible. Just, just you know, was just like not listening to me. Maybe spit on my food in the back. I didn't like me. I don't it's know. Zero tip. Hor- I, I know. But, you know, <laughs> generally, you know, I just like, oh, wow, this is some of the worst service I've ever got. But then I, I look around and I'm like, oh, crap. Okay, I guess I have to leave a tip. You know what? I'm going to leave 5%. What's what's five percent on a three hundred dollar tip? So it'd be thirty. That'd be that'd be fifteen dollars, right? <laughs> so mm-hmm. I just paid that person fifteen dollars, the same exact amount that I paid the other person fifteen dollars for two completely different service things, just because of how much the food cost. I hate that. I hate that. It shouldn't be tied to the food cost. I wish we had a system that was tied to like the 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 actual like service right like but it is but it can be though that's 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 the great thing about tipping in the united states it's like well, so free form but the, but i will say it it's free form like and i wish i could be free form about it but that's not like most people are like there is usually a general kind of thing right you could be free form and you could be like oh wow you know i i i gave you you know whatever uh, you know not based on a percentage i say i came up with my own metric i'm like oh man it's free form you know if if i think you do great service i'll I'll give you five bucks if you do fantastic service i'll give you 10 bucks 
You know, if you do phenomenal service, they give you 20 bucks and it doesn't matter where you go. Right. If you, if you use that scale at, at, at the, at the, the waffle house, that person's going to love that scale. But if you go to a, a hoity toity restaurant, they're going to look at you and be like, you're never allowed back here again. What is this horrible? I'm like, by my scale, I, I gave you X an amazing tip. It's, it's my scale. It's $20. Like it's not accepted. Right. Like we can be freeform about it, sure, but there is still an accepted kind of thing. And if you step outside of those those bounds, it's oh, horrible. See, I, I think this that. is. We'll see. Here's here's. I think that for me, that's where I give zero, zero uh, <clears throat> about that. So I I'm like, you know what? I'm okay with using your like. Because to me, I guess maybe it's strange. Well, what if because, you got that? What if you got that waiter again? And they're like, oh wow, that's that lady who took. I wouldn't me, go like, back nothing. to that restaurant. That's the thing. Like I like that's that that's the beauty of like having the freedom of choice here, which is really weird. Sure. I feel like I'm taking Gordon's stance somehow, <laughs> but like. I don't have to go back to that restaurant because I got crap service. And obviously I would probably be even more mad than you would be because usually restaurants like that have a minimum gratuity, right? So VC Jester actually brought this up in oh, the chat. There are yeah. a lot of, a lot, a lot of the fancier restaurants, a lot of actual San Francisco restaurants now too are like, we impose a minimum gratuity of 15 or 18%. Right. And, and it's and that's like, horrible. okay. So it's like you sit down, like you already knew what you're signing up for. So if I get really crap service, I'm definitely not coming back. They are getting a negative Yelp review and I'm not taking it down. It's hor- it's Sorry, it's horrible. Yeah, like I don't know. Uh, also, Willis says it's not freeform if if servers chase after you for tipping so little, right? I mean that that I mean that is a variant of the freeform. It's not a pleasant side effect, but right. and I, I will say this also stems because my my ex wife was in the service industry forever. She was like a lo- lifelong server, right? You know, so like. I, I always hated the system and we would always argue about it, but there was no way I could step outside those bounds, <laughs> you know? And, and like, I, I, I just, like I said, I get used to it. I, 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 I'd still do that now. I do the, you know, the, the, the basic rules. I'm out there 15% up to 20%, whatever, you know, even though I don't like it, but I don't know a way around it because like that is still the, the rules and sure you can go freeform with it, but you, you know, like it, it just, I don't know. Like it still just doesn't feel right. Like, cause also that's the other thing, like based off of those, those freeform rules, like, ah, uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, there is no way, I don't know. Like I, I don't think there is a right answer. I mean, I just I think guess that's a, the other answer is that there is no right answer. I don't think there is a right answer per se, other than to burn the whole system down and rebuild it. <laughs> uh, or or, or ha- have them not base their wages on tips and have. That's tips exactly be what a, I mean yeah, by burning right. the system down, like because other countries aren't like this. Tips are absolutely optional in many other countries. They do not expect it. Uh, the United States is weird and it's even weirder in some states than others because you are federally allowed to underpay your servers because they're with the assumption they're going to make it up on tips. Fortunately, we live in California, which doesn't do that. But I know there's definitely people who I think it was like one of uh, my online acquaintances worked in like Tennessee or something. And it definitely had that. So that at that time, that person was getting paid like peanuts as a server. So they really were relying on tips and see, that's the difference too. This is what I mean by situationally relevant. If I live in a state like that, I would be less likely to be um, conservative with my tips because I would know that's the system I'm buying into when I sit down for a meal. Does Mm -hmm. that make sense? Right? Like I'm going to do, I'm not going to purposely go out of my way to stiff somebody, 
right? So it's like, it's like, it's like the whole fancy restaurant thing. If I know I'm going to a fancy restaurant and they're going to impose a minimum gratuity, I am saying yes to those conditions when I sit down for the meal. So then I have to play within that system. And so I guess maybe it's not as free form as I implied earlier, but at the same time, I also know what my responses will mean accordingly, right? So I can still say no tip for you, or I'm going to leave a $5 tip for you, but I know what it's going to mean. I know that it's going to possibly blacklist me from the restaurant or piss off my server or whatnot. But I go into it with that full awareness. I can still choose to make those decisions. So like, this is what I mean by free form in the sense of nobody's actually mandating by law that I have to do certain things per se, right? Like I can pay the 15% gratuity that like I was supposed to, or yeah, I could go to the manager or I could be like, I could be that person that goes to the manager and is like, you know what? I know that I have to pay 50% gratuity, but I got this level of service. I don't think it warrants this. I need you to make this right. Hmm. You know, there's, there's choices you could make. Oh, for That's sure. all I'm saying. Uh, I, and it's funny because I, I do also like the idea and there's plenty of people in here too. Hey, you know what? Why don't we just pay them a fair wage, right? Just pay them a fair wage. But there are downsides to that. There are downsides to that because there are places where that means you're actually going to get less money. (laughs) You know, like, like, because I would bring that up with my ex-wife and she'd be like, uh, that I would probably take home more, less than half of what I make right now. You know what I mean? So if you're lucky to be in a place where you can get huge, uh, amounts of tips, then actually then you get hosed. So, you know, like that, that's kind of a bummer. It brings the bottom people up, but it, it squashes the top people. Right. Uh, and then the other thing too, is that I've, I've lived in Europe and I've been to Europe and, and, and tipping isn't, you know, mandatory there. Uh, and you actually do end up getting a lot like less service, <laughs> like because tips, tips do kind of encourage more service, right? There is that feedback loop. Depends. I feel so, like this is a very yeah, it depends. US-centric. It depends for sure. It's a very U.S. centric kind of view on it, though, right? Because this is like this is what it's like to live in the United States, where it's, it's like you have that, right? Where like you have these <clears throat> extreme differences between the top and the bottom. Whereas mm-hmm. I feel like most other countries, like they do flatten it out, but the, as as a result of that, there's a better average quality of life for people. Mm-hmm. So yeah, you can't be like a bajillionaire, but you also can go to the hospital and not be bankrupt if you suddenly discover that you have cancer, right? So mm-hmm. it's like kind of kind of have to figure out where, like where you want to, right? how you want to balance this. I things. mean, it's it's hard. There, like that's why I don't think that that's a yeah. It's like it's such a there's no right answer. It's it's hard. I I, I know I don't like what's the right in place right now. Burn the system down yeah. and rebuild. <laughs> Anarchy. <laughs> <Right>? Let's go. <laughs> well, that's why I'm excited for when all of our food is made by robots. Then I don't have to worry about tipping. Then, I just then they're just going to the murder you. Yeah. Because you didn't actually like maintain the robots properly <laughs> and then it gains sentience and then it's like Skynet and we're dead. Exactly. Whoops. I like it. <clears throat> okay. Well, that, that's tipping. <clears throat> Sorry. Hopefully um, we didn't, we didn't get too many people who tuned out on that one. Uh, thank you for, <laughs> for sitting there. A lot, a lot of good like comments. Sorry. <laughs> it's really hard to, uh, to go through the comments when you, when it's just two people here too to uh <laughs> to go over it um you know i we i had some comments in the full nerd questions section but that that people you you should be putting co- questions in there not comments uh yeah, so, you know uh, the yeah rules. I'm, I'm gonna <laughs> not answer those um 
Oh, good question from CauseMC. Is the Steam Deck the ultimate small form factor PC? I actually thought about that. I actually thought about that. I actually do think... I Well, I mean, we already know where it's is it on that. Is it a small form factor I think, PC? I, th- I think it's a or PC. Is it like... I think it's a PC. Well, we've we've argued that point. So let let's just, let's just say for this uh, the sake of this argument that we are operating under the assumption that we agree it's a PC. Mm-hmm. But in that case, is it really a small form factor PC or is it just an alternative laptop? Is is a laptop just a small form factor PC? Yeah, see, that's like these are like the fundamental philosophical questions we have to answer first. Like the whole like is a hot dog a sandwich kind of question. <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> is a laptop a, P, uh, a a small form factor pc i, I kind of say yes with a built-in screen it's a small form factor pc with a built-in screen so yes by that definition the steam deck is a small form factor pc <laughs> but the small form factor have to be socketed and like in the sense of like actual diy not just that it has a socketed chip i don't think so because what mm. the 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 nooks those those weren't always socketed, right? Ooh, that's a good point. Right? Like, I would consider those small form But you can't service it, though. You can service it. You can actually put in and take out parts. The the older ones? Oh, that is a good point, though, because you are only actually adding memory and storage, which you can technically do on some laptops. This is very philosophically tricky. I mean, you can technically change storage on a console. Not memory, though, but... And and yeah yeah same for laptop right I, I mean think well, about this. crap with MacBooks I mean I do think Macs are PCs it's a subset of a PC but a MacBook you can't change anything you can't change memory you can't change storage it's done so mm. but I still think those are PCs right I'm gonna think about this one <laughs> yeah that one's a hard one I yeah I, yeah I, don't so know. I mean like I think I need to think about this. Yeah, no, I mean, I that, that's why I default. I, I, I mean, come on. I, I, I actually think, I mean, <clears throat> consoles are PCs to a certain degree. Smartphones are PCs. It's just a different, some of, some of them are more locked down. Some of them have different kinds of distinct use cases. But, I mean, it's still a computer, right? I mean, yeah, at least that's, that's my thinking of it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, t- Tim Les is, is a switch just a smartphone that can't make calls uh, they made that they made uh, an iPod what did they call it the iPod touch it was an iPhone with no phone innards so they just called it an but iPod but if you put touch. on if you put apps on it that allow you to make calls does it become kind of a phone <laughs> right yeah it's it's yeah it's all it's all personal computer it's all relative yeah it's all relative okay uh all right well we answered that one yes the steam deck is the ultimate small factor small form factor pc i love it uh <laughs> oh uh lasalle rams the third uh glad to have you here friend of the show five dollars oh, hey. thank you so much said uh, great show and love the topics you know thank we're, you. Just, we're just trying to be entertaining uh viking berserker says uh, That's a great name i know right uh weren't cases supposed to protect from em interference especially for sound cards to avoid static and hum then the second question is what is an aio let's just answer the aio one it stands for all in one uh it's liquid cooling uh can be it's all in one cooler all yeah yeah so uh, it is funny you there you can call like an all in one computer and a you know an all in one yeah. there are all in one computers but it's not an AIO we're referencing a, the liquid cooling um 
So yeah, cases. I don't. I don't know. I don't know about the cases. Like ha- having the built-in protections for uh, for interference. It, maybe that's a, a Gordon that's question. like an old school kind of thing. Yeah. I'm not really sure how applicable that is today because, like, when I started building, it's like right. That's when like things started becoming a little bit uh, less focused on like pure practicality. You know, mm-hmm. I think that's definitely a better question for Gordon, who who's like whose experience like stretches like way back enough to really be able to recall. He'll hate that I phrase it that way. Every time I say things like that, he's like, what are you saying? I'm old. And I'm like, <laughs> I don't know what's that better way of saying to you that I respect your deep expertise and knowledge. Yeah. <laughs> <You know>? <laughs> <clears throat> uh, also VC gesture makes a good point. I think cases were designed to protect the inner workings from uh, Dorito crumbs and code red. <laughs> yep. That's the answer. There we go. <laughs> I like it. Uh, let's do a couple more here. Um, Master Procrastinator, going back to the subscription thing. Uh, the amount of subscriptions you both listed sounds crazy to me. How much do you end up paying per month? Um, yeah, I, I'd, I'd have to think about it, but it's like, okay, Netflix, Amazon. Uh, if we're talking about everything, Netflix, Amazon Prime, cell phone, internet. Oh, we're talking about entertainment, right? So uh, let's oh, stick just entertainment. entertainment. Yeah, okay. Well. I guess, yeah, so Netflix, Amazon Prime, uh, HBO, I I piggyback off of other streaming services uh, from people, so <laughs> I, I get a lot, way more than that, but I don't pay for all of them. Um, oh, ooh, Shudder. Lindsay and I are huge horror fans, so we subscribe to Shudder. I, yeah, I, I love Shudder. E- even though, like, this, this selection isn't always amazing, like it's yeah we maybe we like the genre we yeah. use enough yeah um <clears throat> so yeah we pay for shutter um game pass paid for I'm trying to think if there's anything else entertainment related oh uh music yeah youtube premium but that's also a work thing too so yeah do you think you like 100 150 i mean i guess i don't know what the i forgot what the game pass ult- ultimate kind of leveraged out to per month yeah oh that comes out to about i did the full three year conversion like thing. five dollars a month okay so that's five youtube premium is I, I do the family plan so i think that's 15 netflix oh well part of it is covered by t-mobile so i guess i don't remember how much no i'm, I'm we're talking about maybe like 50 bucks a month yeah well see, i guess I think... amazon well amazon's rolled up in there i, I can't remember what amazon is now like so I would say that on if you took it us at like face value of everything we listed and we were paying like the going rate, it does sound really expensive. But we are we did leverage some things here. So like our Game Pass subscriptions are like prepaid at a, like a lower rate because we did the whole like conversion trick thing. I have a Disney Plus uh, subscription that I got locked in. I locked in for three years at that like initial like cheap rate as well. Um, which expires this year, so I don't think I'm going to renew. Mm. Um, Hulu, I got for like the 99 cents per month special during Black Friday. Ooh, nice. uh, well, here's the question: How many do you have at full price? I think that's the better question to ask yeah, me right. because I think that's really what's tell it that really says what I'm paying for, like consistently per month, mm-hmm. and that would be Netflix and Spotify. So those are the two, but even Spotify, like I, I might have a student plan. So, you know, 
okay. Well, yeah. Uh, then for me, Tom it's, yeah, it's for me, it's benefits Amazon. to being a <laughs> college student still. <laughs> college student. For me, it's Amazon Shutter. Those are the only two I guess I pay full price for. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, YouTube. YouTube. I pay full price for YouTube. A family plan. <clears throat> okay. Uh, anyway, let's... Uh, and Viking Berserker followed up said, yes, I am old school. Um, oh, here, here, here's a good one. <clears throat> Moon Man uh, 2090. Well, I'm sorry. <clears throat> Moon Man 2090 said, with Gordon and Brad out uh, for the next episode, can you leak a juicy secret or two about one or both uh, of them? Yeah. Something that can be dropped in casual conversation months from now and blow their minds like, boom, how did you know that? Uh, I will say Gordon has probably a stone enough of a face that you could probably <laughs> come with something random. You could say anything you want to him and be like, like, oh, okay. Mm-hmm, yep. Mm-hmm. And, and just roll with it. So, yeah, I, I don't think you... And honestly, I, I don't think I know anything about Brad that he would... Well, number one would want shared publicly, or number two, uh, like that would like give him pause of like, wow, how did somebody know that about him? I mean, he's pretty open on Twitter, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I don't think, yeah, I don't. Oh, I wish I had more juicy stuff that would be kind of. I fun. would say though, for Brad, if mm-hmm. you don't know this about him, you really should. Which is that? Yes, he actually does have a sword and has actually chased somebody off his property before with it. Multiple times, I believe. Yeah. Multiple <laughs> so, times. I, I, I think so. Yeah. <laughs> I only know about the one, so I don't. I think I might have missed the other, mention of the others. <laughs> yeah. So so watch out. Uh, yeah. And he's a fan of the Buccaneers. That's uh, yeah. true. That's he true. is a huge Bucks fan. Yeah. Wow. I don't. Yeah. I don't think I. And Gordon. I mean. Yeah. Gordon's definitely an open book. <laughs> don't think there's anything you know <laughs> yeah oh, oh you know what i do know this about gordon he loves the mac and he loves <laughs> the steam deck he he got a steam deck actually like he, he called up uh gabe newell from valve and was like listen i need a steam deck real bad uh you know just so he can dunk on it but he he needs it real bad uh <laughs> you know what that's what we should do we should we should just come up with fake ones and then I start mean, getting people to believe that that's like the actual narrative. Oh, uh, no. And then when somebody's like, oh, hey, what? I thought you liked Max. And Gordon's like, what? Why did you think I like Max? He's like, well, everybody said you did. <laughs> hey, Max. Uh, oh, yeah. Well, yeah. He uh, he really does love his McDonald's. That's not. No. He really does love his McDonald's and his cheap coffee. Um, yeah. Oh. I sorry, I can't think of anything off the top of my head. Good question though. Good question, Moon Man. I, I like uh, I like what your where your mind is at. Um All right, yeah. I guess I guess maybe we should wrap that. Did I have uh, any more super chats? No. Um Nope. Yeah. Okay. Wow. Uh I did not realize whoa, we talked for two hours. I know. I'm like ready for lunch. <laughs> yeah, crazy. Let's let's get out here. Um, so ready uh, for lunch. <clears throat> check check back next week for your a dose of tech talk uh, here on the Full Nerd Podcast. For audio listeners, uh, subscribe to us on uh, uh, not Google Play anymore. We're not on that. Spotify. Google Podcast, Spotify, Stitcher. Sure. 
Pocket Cast. Pocket Cast is my favorite podcast app. Uh, Apple. iTunes. Yeah. Uh, and leave us a review. Every time you do, Gordon uh, drinks uh, a really expensive coffee and doesn't tell anyone about it. He actually Ooh. loves really expensive coffee. <laughs> like, it's just, he just gets it all the time. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, thank you uh, to my co-host, Elena Yee, for... Uh, helping me on this this two-hour journey somehow it turned into two hours like i need to get work done uh and i know yeah. me too. thank you thank you to everybody for for hanging out uh small form factors are the best way to go build one you will be happy with it watch elena's video to get game pass for cheap watch keith's undervolting video and you will be yes. happy that you did uh thank you everybody and uh adam will take us out and that's me. You certified yourself third person. <laughs> I'm just saying his script. I know his script. He still reads his script. I know his script. Uh, I just anyway. think it's so funny. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, thanks everybody. Bye. Bye everyone. <laughs>